Welcome to another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is My Friend. I'm your friend, Phil Vecchio, and on this episode we'll be talking about Oops. That's the title of episode 12 of the classic sitcom Family Ties. This episode aired originally on December 22nd, 1982. And tonight I have with me a very special guest host, returning for a second episode. Please welcome Mr. Brendan Creasy. Hello. Thanks for coming back. I parked my car in the driveway this time. That's right. Those of you that uh, have listened since the beginning know, the last time you and I recorded here... While we were watching the episode, we heard a crash, and a lady had totaled my car outside on the street. Parked out on the curb. So you parked in the parked driveway. Parked in the driveway. Yeah. You were, so I, now she'd really have to try... <laughs> right. It's possible, though. It's still possible. We're a little nervous, like, re- repeating well, the situation. if we did, it would have already happened. That's true. That's if true. If we're following the same timeline. Right. We made it Not through the mention, episode. I think it is... We, we are... It is on... It is favoring us. The whole scenario is favoring us because... As we as we point out, dinner the whole town is a ghost town right now because everybody's inside watching the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, we are recording this during the. But Super I think Bowl. it's over now. But still, everybody's inside now. Everybody's like you know because it's like a big party. Yeah. Thing. Although they might be driving home now, which That's could be true. bad. That could car be too. bad for my car. <laughs> Um, well, it's not a good time to be on the road. No, no. Hopefully, good. Good thing you don't have to go far when you do go home. Sha la la la. We uh, we're back here um, talking about family ties. Yeah, and uh, go ahead and the wonderfully titled oops. Oops. This is uh, uh, we're back to very special episodes. It doesn't take long. Um, This is about as special as it gets. This is this is classic special episode. Yeah. All right. Why don't you give us uh, give us your summary here? Tell tell us about the episode we just watched. So Mallory and her friend, what's her friend's name? Cindy. Cindy are hanging out and. and and well, they they came they come in and they go upstairs and and there's a big hubbub. Old Mallory's waiting for Cindy to come over, and um, and Jennifer is reading um, the uh, Our Bodies Ourselves book, which it right. turns out she stole from Mallory's desk. <laughs> right. And it turns out the reason why Mallory has that book is because Cindy is pregnant. And they're and, fifteen, I think they well, said. Yeah, in the fifteen, episode. and she doesn't want to tell her mom. She doesn't know what to do, so. Mallory gets what's the mom's name? Elise. Elise, because Elise is like the super progressive, cool mom, and she wants to be open and talking about sex with her kids. And so they, so Mallory's like, um, "Well, you can talk to my mom." And so Elise comes up and they talk to her, and and then Elise suggests that Cindy talk to her mom, and Cindy's afraid to because her mom's very strict and she's not like Elise. So sure enough, Cindy goes home. Tells her mom. Her mom flips out. Cindy runs away. They don't know where Cindy is. They're trying to find Cindy. And then Cindy comes to the Keaton's house. And then they arrange a meetup with the mom. And then they talk it out. And then they figure it out. And Cindy goes back home. And we don't know what's going to happen with with what she decides. But at least they... They talked it out. And then they all... We all learn a lesson about um, listening to your kids and, and moms and daughters. And also... That you should talk to your kids about, and then like, well, I guess that's the moral, but yeah, but they all they basically they 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 talk about sex and 
Alex is weird about it. Alex is very uptight about it. And it's funny because he um, he makes this big deal. Oh, like, sex isn't a big deal and you shouldn't be talking about this and blah, blah, blah. But he as, just lost Yeah, his like four or five episodes, like four episodes ago. ago. But yeah, it was about him and, losing his virginity. But there is a lot. So there's a lot of... I think the show itself is kind of making a statement about the whole double standard between guys and girls and right. expectations and society, the way they treat sex in regards to boys. in regard, And I think this episode handles that yeah. in a very, like, even-handed... And the whole sex... I was very impressed with this episode, to be honest. Yeah, because it started out and she I came I was like, in oh, God, what's going to happen She was talking about, like, am I going to give it up for adoption or have it or have, have an abortion? And, and you were like, just like, sitcom! sitcom. Yeah. Like, they bring up abortion, like, immediately. Yeah, and but it's like, think, whoa. I mean, like, because like, uh, since this is just a normal episode, because I, I was like, oh, man, like, we're getting real... But it ended up, it wasn't that it just kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't too light, but it was also not too, like, heavy-handed. It was very well balanced. It was very even, and yeah. also just a very positive message without being too preachy. Yeah, it was, it was very in, well in handled. In any direction. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I felt because it was it's very a very delicate feel. issue and mm-hmm. a very easy way to anger, especially in 1982. I cannot imagine. Yeah. Like, because th- we are, this is a pre, like, 82 is like right when, like, like, I mean, we're not even, like, AIDS is like right on, we're on the cusp of that happening. It was still, everything's still very much, like, it's, yeah, not out in the open. Like, and it's, it's, it's shocking, and I, I feel like they almost got away with a lot because they have Alex there to kind of balance yeah. things out, you know? Well, he says a lot of the typical con- super conservative talking right. points. Right, And straight up to the point where he's like, women shouldn't be learning about sex. Exactly. Like, yep. like that's, a, that's something that comes out of his mouth. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, it's crazy. Uh, again, like, Family Ties never fails to amaze me with how they can... I mean, it's a sitcom, and yeah. like this is what we get. And this for is the like a prime matter. time like, yeah. family hour sitcom. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, I'm sure it got a lot of. I mean, it was it was. I think that's one of the things that did that Family Ties did get a lot of praise for, but also because again, it probably sparked a lot of conversations at home. Yeah. But that's one of the things that it's well known for, and it kind of did open up that dialogue as a society. Yeah, and, and again with. I feel like it's about as balanced a presentation yeah. as you could get. Instead of tackling the nuts, like the like the like the real nuts and bolts of the issue, more of a like the parenting side of it, I guess. Yeah, one just having a conversation and open like, that's dialogue. That's really what it's about. It's not. A, it's not telling people how to parent their kids. Just telling them, hey, you should talk to your kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. Which yeah. in 1982 is still a pretty big. That's a good message to get out there. Yeah. Not too controversial. But also probably but definitely not, a not, little bit controversial. Yeah. I'm sure they got some heat. It's probably something that needed to be heard. So. Yeah. Yeah, very. Because especially when you look at, like, think about the shows preceding Family Ties, as far as family sitcoms. Yeah. Like, if we're going to things like The Brady Bunch and, like, other things, like, because I remember The Brady Bunch, the big deal was that Mike and Carol, like, shared a bed. And yeah. like, so now we've moved up to where, because I don't, I don't think they ever talked about sex really on the things like those shows. I doubt it. I like doubt just it. like there was a lot of illusions, maybe, right, or some like just kind of tiptoeing certain things. But this was but very this was just straight up. And... We're gonna talk to our kids about sex, yeah. even Jennifer. Yeah, like reading our bodies ourselves. Well, and then the great punchline at the end is that after Alex has gone on about, yeah. oh, that's so bad. And after the girls walk out, he sneaks over and looks at it and goes, like, "Oh, that's, oh, how, that's it how it works." Yeah, um, it was. It was. I mean, 
But it's a, it's a solid episode. I was very impressed. Yeah. All right. Well, we had uh, we had some fun guest stars in this one. But real quick, before we get into this episode, I have to actually issue a correction on my last episode oh. of Alex P. Keaton because in going through the the stuff, I actually credited the uh, the wrong actor with the wrong things. Um, I mentioned an actor named Peter Jurassic in the last episode, and then gave him credit for all this stuff. Oh, because you're talking about because his name is Jurassic. Jurassic in Jurassic Park. But was I gave him not, credit for all the stuff that Charles Levin was. Oh. There's two different actors. So is Jurassic not in Jurassic Park? He was not in Jurassic Park. No, it that just, seems it, like a missed opportunity right there. I, absolutely, someone else in the episode was though. So that I'm was Peter the Jurassic, and I'm talking um, about Jurassic Park. And Peter Jurassic, who was in it, was in Family Ties, but he was also in Problem Child. And most cool to me, he was in Tron. He was Crom from Tron. Man, who is he in Problem Child? Um, he was Roy. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I'm not. I, I, I'm not sure. And then Charles Levin was all the stuff that I credited Peter Seinfeld. Jurassic with the couch trip, Family Ties. Um, some of your faves. Some some great stuff and uh, the Duck Factory also and Spinal Tap. So you're like the only person I know that talks about the Duck Factory. Well, it's just interesting that so many people were in Duck Factory, and I guess well, it's, it's just one of those comedy shows. Everybody was all in them, but like there's when a you lot. think about like the Dana Carvey show later, right. so, or like Get a Life, just those because comedians end up hiring a lot of other comedians, right? So they're all so, making the rounds, yeah. I guess. All right, well, still, anyway, it's a very little known show, yeah. Oh, and also Charles Levin was the one in No Holds Barred. So nice. fair fair credit. Which one there. was he in No Holds Barred? He was Ordway. I think he was one of the like Oh, like one of the goons? The, yeah, I think so. But one of the guys. Yeah. So okay, so those are my corrections. Now this episode, we had two guest stars. We had Cindy the daughter and then Lynn the mother. So mm-hmm. first up, Cindy was played by an actress named Kristen Kaufman, who interestingly I didn't enough her like in anything. She was only in like fourteen things ever. Okay. But one of those fourteen things was Back to the Future. Oh, do you think maybe like uh, it's gotta be? There's got Michael J. Fox is like, hey, do you think maybe they hit it off on the set? It's it's gotta be because she was only in, I mean, literally fourteen. I think list, you know, Betty. Things. She was Betty, which is one of uh, uh, Lorraine's friends. friends. Yeah, okay. one in the back in the fifties. There's no way that's a coincidence. No, it's gotta be. Um, He's this like, is probably three years later. Like, oh my god, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm although certain. he oh, came no. into Back to the Future late, so well, yeah, but it came out in '85, so they yeah. were shooting what '84, yeah. So this is, we're talking like a year and later. a half later, so, so maybe could have been random. It could have been, but but he I, also I don't know. It's a pretty interesting connection, yeah. So anyway, then she was in Family Ties. Not not a whole lot of other stuff that I even recognize, but that was a pretty interesting connection. Now Julie Payne, on the other hand, has been in tons of stuff. She and looked familiar. She had like over sixty credits. Couple of interesting ones. She is a recurring role in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mom. Yes, Cheryl's mom. Um, also has a recurring role on Beverly Hills 90210. Is it okay? Who? Oh, she's uh, she's Arnold's secretary, yeah, Professor Peggy. Professor Arnold's secretary. Yes. So she's only not in four Professor Chancellor Arnold. Chancellor secretary. Yeah. When Brandon, when they go to see you in college, okay, and Brandon gets involved in student government, so he knows the chancellor, okay, and. And so the Chancellor has a secretary, and that's Peggy. And that's Peggy. Well, she's only in, I think, four episodes. Yeah. Um, but I, I mentioned whenever we come connection. across 90210, we have some friends. Uh, Lizzie and Kat. I'm they, sure they would love to hear about that. Yeah, they um, they do the, the show The Blaze with Lizzie and Kat about 90210. Yeah. So you should check it out. 
Um, also, I had to mention she was in Spy Hard, which is a Leslie Nielsen movie. Yeah. And uh, as you know, I love Leslie Nielsen. She was also in The Duck Factory, so another uh, alum there. Oh, and then one other one. She was also in Spinal Tap. So we've got yet another connection. There's another. our third Spinal Tap person. She was the mime waitress. Remember Dana Carvey at the beginning is a mime waiter? Yeah. So she's the waitress alongside Dana Carvey. <laughs> so those are our guest stars. Julie Payne as Lynn Sullivan there. Sha-la-la-la! All right. Well, did you get any uh, old references we need to discuss? Do we need to explain any well, jokes? I mean, just that that our bodies, ourselves book was yeah. a really big deal because it was one of the first books kind of geared towards a female perspective, and I think it caused a lot of hubbub. Yeah. And but it was a really big deal, and it because like even Janelle was saying like that was the book that she read. Right. And so I think that was a big deal for a lot of women at that time. Because, as Alex pointed out, the up until that point, it was very much like, women don't need to know about this. Right. Shouldn't be talking about it. This is belong. This is locker room talk, which is still a prevalent <laughs> issue yes. about this is locker room talk, and it's okay. And like So I thought that was funny when yeah. he dismissed, when he brought up the locker room talk line. That was very uh, line, interesting was like, exact Whoa. wording there, yeah. <laughs> um, so, and then, uh, I don't think I have anything. Oh, Bye Bye Birdie. Oh, yeah, Which, that's right. I thought it was weird that Jennifer's going to see a revival screening of Bye Bye Birdie because I know if I was 10, 10 years old, that's not what that's I would, not what I would And she to. was like excited, but I guess maybe she likes she's musicals. Into musicals. And yeah. it's a very, I mean, it's a super, it was one of the biggest musicals movies of all, one of the big ones. Right. Um, which I still don't think I've... The only thing I know about it is when it was referenced on Mad Men. I don't think I've ever actually seen it. I know the song. I, I have watched it. I watched it on TV one time, I want to say. Um, but yeah, it, it, at that point, what is this? 1982. I would have yeah. been asking to go see ET. Hey, again. I want to go see. <laughs> I, I mean, go let's see. be real. Hey, mom and dad, because she's like begging her parents to go go with her friend to go see Bye Bye Birdie. Yeah, there's um, a lot of other choices. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah, you know, I mean, Empire Strikes Back. You know, Gandhi. Any, probably not as a like young kid. I don't know. I would rather see Gandhi than watch Bye Bye Birdie. I'm just getting for her. I've watched both. Gandhi's, Gandhi's great, really long. It's very long, yeah. I don't I know. Best picture that year. It was a it was a great movie. The BDT, that was a big deal, I remember. Well, any of those movies I probably would have watched before Bye Bye Birdie. That was 82. Um other another movie that's mentioned is uh Cindy when she runs away, she goes and sees Annie. Oh yeah, she said she saw Annie twice. Uh, which Annie, that was a that was one of those movies that I love that movie just because it was one of those my grandparents only had like they didn't have they they couldn't get they only got two channels on their TV because they lived out in the country in New Mexico. <laughs> they got PBS and like one other channel. So we pretty much relied on whatever VHS tapes they had. And they had Disney's Robin Hood, that weird Alice in Wonderland from like 1984 oh, yeah, with, like Ringo with all Star. the celebrities and stuff, which is it's awesome, but it's terrifying. <laughs> Pig Baby, yep, yep. Pig Baby Jabberwockies in that one. Yeah. A lot of weird because it it's it's both. Regular and it's Alice in Wonderland and through the Looking Glass, right, right. and then they even added in even more like weird stuff. Um, and and then the third tape, oh Jaws two taped off of TV <laughs> with 1982 commercials, <laughs> which is um, awesome. Which is awesome. And and then finally Annie. So I watched Annie a lot. It's good. It's a good movie. Carol Burnett. Yeah, and that's the one with Eileen Quinn. Yeah. But um, a lot of people, that's probably the version that's that they the know. But that's the Annie that everybody knows. Know, yeah. I mean, unless you like saw it on Broadway, I guess. Yeah. 
Well, according to someone wrote up a little trivia in IMDb, um, it came out in June of 1982. So this was like, you know, it had been out for yeah. a few months. This would have been in the height of its popularity. Yeah. At and that this time. was also back when movies were in theaters for a really long time. Right, right. Because there was way less movies. And less and, alternative. And uh, that stuff. was how movies made their money was they would be in the theaters right. for, I mean, and then big movies would be in the theaters for like long time like yeah. i remember i remember going to see ninja turtles like like at first i didn't think that was right in my memory that i saw it at like different seasons yeah and like, well, i remember batman 89 was, was in, in the, the theaters theater. like a year home alone was in the theater for like a year yeah i saw that a couple times well i remember they even like changed the commercial because at first they had like a christmas themed one and then they would change it for like each season uh-huh. Which is just, I mean, now a movie's lucky if it goes oh, a few months. Lucky. You know? Well, you're lucky if you get more than, like, a few weeks. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> and it, then bad movies will go away, like, instantly. Like a week or two, yeah. Like, those WWE films. Like, even that new one, the Christian one, they are they went from... In one week, it went from, it went from 800 screens down to, like, less than 100. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you like, do have a little bit of life in, like, the bargain theaters oh, yeah. and stuff. But even that, you know... Doesn't it, it? The really big movies do, but different, different times. times. Yeah, eighties. Oh, speaking of the eighties, the other thing she did when she ran away is she went to the pinball oh, arcade. She went to the pinball arcade. That was great. Which is very much. Well, now that has a comeback. It does. That's come back. But this is even. I mean, we had. You know, you had your video game arcades, yeah, but pinball arcade is even. Well, that's more. That's that predates. Because before, like arcade machines. Right. That all that well, that's all they was all right. And so, I mean, you know, there's going to be some video game arcades at yeah. this point, but probably the pinball but is like at the equal other thing level that I noticed point. about that is it also they also brought up the CD implication because like, oh, oh yeah, to, and that's it true. is true at that time that our that arcades were so and we, and and rightfully so because I remember I was not allowed after to go to the arcade in my neighborhood because it was a known place where CD characters hung right. out and and um and then and then like but I remember the ones at the mall were a little bit more like cuz there was the other one that I was allowed to go to was at like the skating rink because it was more like kid like kids hung out there cuz it was right by right. the skating rink but there was like the one by the movie theater that I was not allowed in because pretty much gang members hung out there but Isn't it weird to think that like Tufts would be around like Pac-Man and yeah. Pac-Man and Donkey Kong and stuff. But it was definitely a thing to the yeah. point where we ran into an issue with that's a whole reason why the arcade that we have the, the pinball museum in Banning out here. Right. And they have 800 pinball machines and hundreds of arcade games and they want to open to the public year round, but the town will not let them because of this prejudice that like, oh, there's going to be a bunch of toughs coming to our town. I'm like, and again, yeah, in 1982, that would be, but now the only people that want to go to arcades are 30 something older non-threatening dudes like you and me right they want to go like, play pinball street and... toughs aren't hanging out at arcades anymore right right it's a different again but it's funny because you're right she was, was definitely she got pregnant young and, and was so the whole she goes thing. and hangs out at the and pinball they even place. said like oh she won't be hanging out at the pinball arcade anymore yeah such a weird like difference different perspective on it 
Because you always had those, I guess, because, like, the arcade was, like, the next place after drive-in. Because I remember, like, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, even, like, drive-in movies, that's, like, the place where people hung out and did the And did the wrong thing, yes. And then it became arcades. and Yeah. Well, now nobody leaves. Now Now it's just, like, Facebook or something. (laughs) It's Facebook. (laughs) I don't know. Kids don't hang out anymore. I think they just... Yeah, they're just all on their, their iPads or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the kids these days are playing with, <laughs> Get their I don't iPods. think they're on. I don't think kids are on Facebook anymore. Yeah, whatever their social media thing. They're on is. like Snapchat and Instagram. Yeah, that's it. That's the pinball arcade of 2017. Snapchat, definitely. Yeah, um, but I what guess. What do you think is gonna? What, like, I don't know. You're a parent, so like, aren't you just like? Did this? Because this, this episode also, I feel like as a parent, you can even relate to it even more because, yeah. like, it does deal with like. My kids are getting older. My kids are yep. thinking about sex. My kids are having sex. My kids are like, might do this, might do that. And the whole classic dad line, like, can we keep her, just keep her in the house until she's 35? Yeah, that's And I'm my sure quote. that's come out of your mouth. That was my quote of the episode. Okay, but I'm sure is, you've uh, said that in Yeah, oh, absolutely. Earnesty. I mean, because you don't want to think about that with your kids, and yet... It's a f- you have something. to, and and I think this episode if, illustrates well, it really also, well. Because I mean, especially I mean, I've even thought about this because I'm I've been actually writing some jokes about it in my stand up act. Okay, is just like kids. If you don't t- like, especially now, like because when we were kids, like I guess like if you didn't tell your kids about sex, they might be able to. Like, I feel like even when we were used, it was possible to not really be exposed to things right but at now with the internet it's like do you want your kid to find out about sex from the internet or from you right and like and that's the reality because they're gonna find out it is a real i mean it's something that you know even already janelle and i have been talking about like you know and and our approach thus far has been to dole out information slowly but surely as necessary obviously but again at such a young age but you also again because even at their age kids are definitely talking stuff but then just things you can just randomly stumble upon now yeah like or over here or and one of the things and i think my parents did this very well because my mom was a nurse and in fact an ob nurse so she dealt with babies and that type of thing was just being very open and real about the biology of it all And, and instead of making it some mysterious like you yeah. know, like taboo, like it's it's a natural process, yeah. and addressing that natural process. So, do you, you think, know? like, I mean, because it is and terrifying, cre- and having but having that openness? Because I think the other big thing about this episode is showing the contrast between Elise and Cindy's mom, right. who it's almost saying that like one of the possible reasons why Cindy did get pregnant is because. Her mom tried to keep her so protected. Right. And this, I have, especially you and I can both point, having been in the church and grown up in, like, Christian, that oppressing your kids to such an extreme, you see it all, it does result, has a much higher probability of your kid going off and doing those things yeah. that you're trying to get them not to do. That's why it's pretty much time and into, missionary like, kids, kids are notorious like, for being just the most rebellious. Yeah, because the and like going to a Christian college, I would always see when people did go out, they went out big. Yeah. Because you have this repression and then as soon as they're free, they don't just like, oh, I'm just gonna it's like pfft. Yeah. So we see here in Cindy 
that the second she's out of the house, of course she's out because her mom has a, and then her, but then you find, and then you hear, and it's a cycle. Like right. her mom is so hard on her because she made those mistakes. She doesn't want to, but, but, but then another part of being a parent, and like you, I'm sure you can attest this more than me, is sometimes you have to let your kids make those mistakes. Right. Well, but you want to do it in as controlled an environment as possible. And how do you find that balance? And again, that's the tricky part. It is. Um, I love. I mean, I love the Stephen and Elise's approach in this one, though, and it's it's similar to the way that I mean, Janelle and I have said almost this exact quote, which is open having that open line of communication, like Treat, if you, treating your kids like adults, right. talking like adults, if you valuing treat them what like they people, say, and yeah, then it's it, the chance of them wanting to rebel against yeah. you is much less if you have a, a real relationship. And even if with they them. do, it's not going to be in those extremes, right? It's it's. It's because kids are gonna rebel. It's like, gonna happen, but I I feel but like when you, you but you create those situations you, right, and you don't create the other situation, yeah. which is them just wanting to do everything to you tell them not that to you tell them not because to, so. you're so extreme, and especially if if and and I'm 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 thinking about like what what Cindy's mom could have done differently, and maybe if she had told her the whole time and been honest with her, like I made these mistakes, right. don't make these. Then that maybe could have changed everything. Yeah. But instead, she just was like, no, 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 don't like being super hard on her, creating this environment where she felt she couldn't talk to her mom, where she was just terrified of her mom, right. instead of feeling like she can have this open dialogue. And as we have seen, again, both as, as you've seen as a parent, but also just as a kid, and also working in, like, working with kids, working at schools, is... The fear thing will only take you so far. Right. And right. I think as an entire generation we have seen, um, I mean, this goes into the, like, if you when you're talking about things like corporal punishment and things, that will only take you so far. And then once the diminishing returns are gone, then it gets, that will lead to negative consequences yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And and it, that, that's seen time and time again. Studies, every study, everything you can point to, and... So I think that's and I like and I I think that that's why this is such a because we've seen some goofy special episodes yeah and and with goofy morals and goofy yeah, messages not always do I and feel the same this about I'm it. like I agree with everything they presented here yeah which that's pretty impressive since that was you know thirty some odd years yeah. ago sha la 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 all right, well, uh, do, you, do you get a quote? What's your favorite quote from the episode? You heard mine already. Well, one of the things I did want to bring up, I don't know if this was really a quote, but like at the very beginning of the episode, Alex is arguing for debtor's prison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah. Well, okay. he's always been the extreme. Yeah, but like, that's really extreme. Yeah. Like, but there are, I mean, man, I'm. I feel. I don't know. Like, uh, well, you and I would be have been locked oh, yeah. up long well, ago. Well, that's where that again, like, I'm tearing up. Like, that's like, man, like, I'm, <laughs> that's cor- it's horrifying. Um, I my, my quote was uh, when uh, Cin- when Cindy was asked about the pregnancy, she said, "Are you sure?" And Cindy said, "I'm positive, and so is the test." <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. good that was line. my line. I thought that was just really. There were a lot of good ones. There were pretty much everything out of Jennifer's mouth. This episode was really funny. She's um, she's a good like cute kid actress. Yeah. Like she she delivers some some great um, lines. But the only the other thing I thought was really funny was uh, they they did kind of have a whole bit where they were making fun of all the acronyms. Oh yeah, and yeah. one of them that Elise. Elise was a member of Mafia. Yeah, and it was like Mothers Against... It was actually Mothers Against... 
it was something feral carbons, fluorocarbons carbon in, the, in the atmosphere. In the atmosphere, yeah. And because, and then she's like, and then she said, but if, but if it's like Big Tony, Big or Tony someone. calls this thing, <laughs> yeah. So, she, so I thought that was funny because it is true. There's a lot of yeah. There's a lot of goofy acronyms out there in that whole world. Because Alex is also because Alex was starting his own organization, his pro debtors prison organization. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, but then, yeah, Elise was, and then they talked about like they were bringing up like like it's crazy that these are still issues that are very like the whole environment thing. Yes. Yeah. We now live where where the current administration is repealing a lot of environmental laws. And the even cycle like, just the cycle repeats because yeah. they they were they were arguing with Alex about whether the environment is important or not, and and Alex's argument was that um, having hairspray and other things are more convenient. Are we need those? The consumers should be taken in convenience outweighs environmental. Yeah, he said air is kind of important, but what about what convenience? about hairspray yeah, and yeah. things? And then Elise's joke was, oh, maybe if we got rid of. Uh, with spray paint, they'd have to graffiti by hand. Right. <laughs> la la la. Um, what's the moral? I mean, we've kind of gone over, but what's the moral here? I think the real moral, and I think this is a solid message to be given, especially since it's not too because it wasn't like get an abortion, it wasn't adopt, it wasn't this. It was talk to your kids about sex. Yeah, like that's and, pretty and have much an open line of have dialogue. An open with dialogue with your kids. That's pretty much all this this whole episode is about. Even in the way that they address Jennifer, yeah, and the way they talk to Jennifer, and 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 they do kind of say like, yeah, there is some boundaries and some lines. Right, they sent her out of the yeah. room for certain parts of the conversation. But like, but 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 the, but still, talk to your kids, keep yeah. it open, and 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 I think that's a great message. Sha-la-la-la. I think that uh, that's going to wrap it up pretty much here. What uh, any any stuff you would like to plug before we uh, close? Well, um, I we have Radio Brendo Man. We're just finished our. We just did th- episode three hundred one. A lot of so episodes. It's a lot of episodes. So you can check that out at radiobrendo.com or benvnetwork.com. All the other podcasts on there. Also, if you're into wrestling, got Mister Brendo's Wrestling Show MBWS, MBWS with my co-host Veronica Steele and. Uh, we took a break last week, but we'll be back this week talking about the Royal Rumble and other stuff, wrestling stuff. And I'm on Twitter at Brendo Man. I try to keep it a good mix of jokes and other <laughs> things, but it's hard right now. <laughs> um, BrendoMan.com. There you go. That's my online presence. It's good. Well, thank you so much again for uh, joining us on this episode. It's great having, um, as always. And I don't think I'm... Knock on wood, my car is intact. Yeah, this time. so far. What if it was stolen while we were in oh here? My gosh. <laughs> you did get a new car. Yeah. So that's good. I did. Driving a Prius now. Got that Prius. If, but we wouldn't know because it's so quiet when it drives. Maybe someone could have driven it away. We wouldn't have heard it. Yeah. Well, thank you all for listening uh, to this episode. Thanks for joining us. If you would like to keep up to date with us watching the, the show, um, you can do that very easily with an Amazon Prime subscription. They have uh, all the episodes of Family Ties are available for free with that subscription. And um, if you guys would like to send us an email, if you've got any questions or comments, Alex B. Keaton is my friend at gmail.com. And um, I think that's going to do it. So, again, thank you, for Brendan, for being here. Thanks for having me. Thank you all for listening. And we'll join you next week for another very special episode of Alex P. Keaton is my friend. What would we do, baby?
Without us, what would we do, baby? Without us, and there ain't no nothing we can love each other through. What would we do, baby? Without us, Shalala. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BendyNetwork.com.